and welcome to Court Games, a Legend of the Five Rings podcast funded by the Legend of the Five Rings Discord community Patreon. This podcast is for the role-playing game stories and lore for Legend of the Five Rings. I'm Kova. I'm Kikita Kaori. And this week we're going to be continuing our discussion about cities in Legend of the Five Rings, specifically looking at Otisan Uchi and adventures you can have in there and some game mechanics that are associated. But first, we do have some news. Yeah, just a little bit. Uh, there was a couple of uh, streams from Edge uh, on January 20th and 21st. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they were, well, fortunately, if you speak French, but unfortunately for me, uh, they were in French. So I couldn't watch them all. However, there was some information in them. In the first one on the 20th, if you recall, we've talked about what's going on at Edge before. There's a lot of the designers from L5R in the United States are working still on L5R on the French side for Asmadi and, and Edge. But the bosses on the French side are trying to push for uh, what they call you know, big surprises or things that make you go, whoa. And they were citing modules like the Tomb of Ichiban and the Oda Sanuchi book, which we are going to discuss a little bit today for reference and saying things like, if there's no surprise left after four editions, you've got to do something. He proposed something to Sam Stewart, who is the English head of the, the line there. And apparently he left uh, Sam quite shocked, almost speechless. So what does that mean? That... The word trashy was used. <laughs> um, yeah. Which is, but that doesn't necessarily mean the same thing to everybody. Um, yeah. To me, there's a chance this means like really big, epic, transformational kinds of games, modules. That's not what trashy means to me, I have to say. I mean, the the stuff about big surprises implies that mm -hmm. but when they start saying trashy i mean I'm, i i would like to know in what context trashy was used and and stuff but yeah i, I also don't speak french so um yeah maybe any maybe need to get some of my french speaking friends on that one so it's a we'll have a link to it in our show notes so that you can watch it if you are French speaking and give us more explanation. Uh, the way it was used, there was a lot of joking around uh, in this uh, stream. It's not like it was a, a press release, but you know it could mean anything from that to a dark, edgy kind of turn, or it could mean just simply teasing uh, Sam Stewart and the American team about the uh, legendary difference between the French and, and European view and the American view regarding topics like sex. Because uh, we're all considered prudes over here in the United States, I know. So um, <laughs> beyond that discussion, they did say that they wanted to finish the clan books. And he mentioned he was thinking about something for the minor clans, but he said it was very much like an afterthought. So it is not necessarily that there's going to be another book of the minor clans. It might just mean what we're seeing with the minor clans rolled into the major clan books. 
So it, it, it could also be an afterthought purely because they've got Fields of Victory, Rift of the Wilds, and then Scorpion, and then Unicorn, or Unicorn and Scorpion, left to go. That's everyone, isn't it, at that point? So that'll be... It may, it may be maybe an offhand remark purely because they've got four clan books to do before they get that to that state. So it may be simply so far in the future that there's no point getting into any details precisely because it's going to be a while before we get there. And they'll, and as you say, they'll almost certainly be rolling in a minor clan per book, which is what they've been doing up till now. So, right. Yeah. PDFs will continue to come out slowly, really slowly. Um, there's no push to have that done fast. Um, that makes a lot of people unhappy. It does. It does. Um, I mean, it, 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 and it's, it's a real shame, especially because you have people coming on to the Discord and when, when's the PDF coming out? When's the PDF coming out? And we don't know and we will never know. We never know when the PDF's coming out. Honestly. I mean, and that's, that's the real shame of it is that we have no information. Um, all, all you can do is say, well, go on to the site and see if it's there. And that's that's right. Do. And there are a lot of people who can't get physical copies because of where they live and the, you know, how things get imported to their country and so on and so forth. Or a lot of people who can't use them, can't use physical copies for, again, different reasons. And so ha- not having PDFs is a real problem. Yeah. Now, the the gaming companies overall do try to justify this by saying that the game stores need a lead time uh, on the PDF so that they can get their copies. And and that's fair. I don't know if they need that much lead time or anything like that. You know, give them a few months to sell out of their stock. And mm. But th- th- there seems to be a delay that's going on that seems less about we are deliberately giving some time for the the game stores and there's some process or other that is not being done or, or isn't being urgently done or something i mean i i don't know i don't know how publishing works at that level i is it is it i, I take it i like my assumption is that you can you you make them the book in pdf and you send it to the printers, and then you have the PDF to give to people later on. Maybe that's not how it works. So I don't know. I I, I don't know either. Um, let's see. The game will continue to be written in English and then translated from that into other languages too. So it's so that's lucky for us English speakers, anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, English is the still the single biggest market. In terms of language, so that's basically. I think that uh, it's the sense of way of going around, around going about it. Uh, but then again, there's a lot of markets in other languages, so I, I do hope they get well served still. Absolutely, one of the things that it is optimistic about it. It, it means that despite any pushes towards more term they used trashy material is actually coming through the English side, which has, did say in the meeting, was kind of like resisting that push a bit. So what all this means, well, this is just, you know, your your friendly neighborhood L5R gossip column. So, you know, it means what it means. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I hope trashy doesn't mean a return to some of the 
It's mostly the, the, the scorpion ladies not being able to wear kimonos kind of side of things. I, I'm, that's one of the things I'm glad we left behind when we moved to FFG. But I don't know. Yeah. What do they mean by trashy? Big question. Yeah. Uh, there was another stream from Edge on January the 21st, and this was discussing Foundry, uh, which is a virtual tabletop website and, and application. Don't have any details translated yet, but there's apparently currently a Wedding at Kyoto Castle module in Foundry. There is an L5R Foundry in French and will be translated, but we don't have a time frame at the moment. So that may well help people. I mean, I, I hope that comes out soon so that people are able to play L5R online, given that we are still in plague times. I think that will uh, be quite a good thing. I think that's what's driving it. Now, I don't know about Foundry very much. Uh, it's kind of new to me, but I do know that it's existed for Genesis a system by FFG for many years, and it allows you to write your own modules for systems, like Genesis systems, and then upload them and share them like in the drive through RPG Boards. Yeah, I mean, assuming this is assuming this is the Foundry virtual tabletop that I I have used. I've played games on it. Mm-hmm. Currently, I played three different games. Some of them, and and there are varying degrees of um, you know automation. So basically, it, you, there's you can have situations where it's like, okay, I want to roll this skill, and you just click a button, and three D dice roll on the screen, and there you go. So. It can so it is similar to Roll Twenty. It has some features that Roll Twenty don't have, and vice versa. And uh, I would very much like to see good L five R content in it. So let's hope. I did talk to somebody very briefly since this was just out yesterday that said the French version is having a lot of trouble with the uh, roll and keep dynamic for L five R. Yes. Yes, I think one of the interesting things about, and in a, in, a, in a way, very poorly timed um, because of you know, as we know, plague times. Features of the FFG system for Legend of the Five Rings is that having actual physical dice that you can actually physically move around is actually is really important. It's much, much, much harder to get a one-click button. Because the old, the old one, the D10 roll and keep, almost all the time you wanted the highest possible roll, and so there wasn't a decision to make. Whereas in the FFG game, you roll your dice, and you look at the dice, and then you re-roll some of them if you've got an advantage or a disadvantage. And then you start deciding, okay, I want this one and this one. This is an explosion, so I'll roll that and see if I want to keep that. So you're making decisions about the dice and so you kind of need to be able to to shift them around. And I don't know if there's a system for that. In Roll20, there was a thing where each die became effectively a pack of cards. And so you could move them around the tabletop and say, okay, these are going into the kept pile. These are going to the reserved pile. These are drop dice, which are things you need to do. I don't know enough about Foundry to know if you can do that. If you can actually have the 3D dice on screen and then move them around, I think that's what you'd need to do. But that's our news, a little bit of it. However, 
We we came here to talk about uh, cities, to continue our discussion from our last episode about playing and running in a city by looking at the biggest city in the empire at this point in time, which is the city of Odesan Uchi. Odesan Uchi is a great example city. It's a multi-clan city. It works well for multi-clan groups, which is always a good thing to have for a role-playing game. Um, so... It's like if you're playing a city game in New 5R, especially if it's a multi-clan one, Odesan Uchi is a great one to start in. The city of Odesan Uchi did appear in first edition L5R as its own box set. And so a lot of the information we are going to be providing it is from the first edition Odesan Uchi box set. And you can find maps and other cool stuff online. And we'll have links to some of that here. So anyway, Odesan Uchi was built around Sapun Hill. And Sapun Hill is the place where the kami first landed in Ningendo. Uh, in original L5R, all of them landed there. In New 5R, they fall more scattered, but you can bet that Hante showed up right here. <laughs> Yeah, we, we, I would like some more details on that, because I think at the moment we've pretty much only been told that Doji ended up somewhere different, mm -hmm. and it's not confirmed what happened with every, anybody else. We shall see if things change. So, hmm. Maybe we it's Hante see. and Shiba and Hida showed up, and Doji just fell someplace else. Yeah, it's just Doji on her own just got lost. I don't know. Puh. Bloody crane. Um, <laughs> got, they got distracted. She got distracted by something pretty and ended up something completely different. What do you like? Anyway, what are the crane like, eh? Um, but the, yeah, yeah it, that's a thing that needs to be reconciled, I think, at some point. Maybe maybe if they landed on, on Sipon Hill and they bounced. <laughs> well, she's go. light. She could have bounced quite away. <laughs> Compared to Hida, who'd sink right into the earth right there. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, the, the city is basically a, a series of rings more or less surrounding Sepon Hill. So the outer districts are the Toshisoto. Then you get the inner, di inner districts, which, which are the Ekihike, Ekohitai. You get the inner districts that are the Ekohike. And inside you have the Imperial Palace itself, sometimes called the Forbidden City, and the associated structures there. Right. The Toshisoto which is the outer districts, is made up of a number of districts. Uh, the Hayasu, uh, the, the Hojise, the Hinjaku, the Toyotomi, the Miyoko, the Kosuga, the Sai, and the Hidari, Jiramashi, and Ochio districts. Each district is named after that district's district governor. Um, so their names do change as the governor changes, but... In the time of the Odesan Uchi box set and in New 5R, these are the names because we see that um, we have cards in the LCG that correspond to some of these some of these districts. Well, at least for the uh, inner city ones, which are also named for their governors. Uh, let's see. They are ruled by district governors that are appointed by the emperor. And they report to a Hatamoto of the imperial houses within the palace, the district governors do. 
Um, there is a normal wall that runs around the outside of the city, but this wall has a bunch of squatters on each side and is kind of a crumbling wreck. The city was built to be a perfect oval, but people happened, and so things are not perfect anymore. Yeah, do you, you think they, they, the imperial capital, they'd, they'd fix that? You know, even if they have to build further walls, but you know, shocking, shocking, I tell you. That's that's paying for infrastructure when you haven't been attacked for centuries. Ah. <laughs> that would increase taxes or something like that. Anyway, <laughs> um, there are rice paddies that are outside those walls um, that supply the rice, and the warehouses are kept within the walls. So when we talked in our city episode about our previous episode about cities and how a lot of them are merchant centers with a bunch of warehouses inside. That's basically what's going on here. Um, each district has its own city magistrates that report to the governor, but these are not huge forces. Um, so I have played in an Otisanuchi campaign and I have run Otisanuchi campaign um, where my party was a group of city magistrates. It works great for mixed clan party. And they had a, had their own little city magistrate house that they lived in, and they handled problems in their, their district. And it makes for a very fine campaign. Under the city, there's riddled with tunnels. Um, these are purely here for your role-playing game convenience. So you can have all kinds of lawlessness and craziness happening under the city if if it operated like many historic cities did these tunnels are often um not like caves uh the whole city is a tour an earthquake came in 300 asawa knocked the city down and so instead of digging out all the rubble they built on top of the rubble and then you get another layer of the city. And then something else happened. That gets all knocked down. And you build on top. So the city is going to be elevated. And these tunnels are basically going to form out of the ruins of previous cities. Does that make sense? That we're on the same spot. And there's a lot of historic um, cities in the real world that work this way, especially that are prone to natural disasters. So it's not that weird to have an underground tunnels, but that's the kind of tunnels that they are. Uh, there's also a bunch of canals along the waterfront. This is a ocean side city with a big set of docks and canals to take them, transport goods within the city. So there's all kinds of good places for smugglers to want to go back and forth. In this outer part of the city, there are servants and merchants and samurai and seamen all mixed together. The streets are crowded. There's many shops and many private homes. And it's all split into these districts. The districts, in turn, are split into neighborhoods. And the neighborhoods are named after, like, key shops or features in the area. So they have the Chirping Crickets neighborhood because there's a cricket seller on the street whose crickets sing all the time. And therefore, you know you've gotten to the neighborhood when you hear the crickets. Or the Rotting Blossom neighborhood, which is actually where there is for some reason uh, – all the uh, Burakim and her collecting night soil might be like collecting it there and kind of yeah, smells. Rushing Blossom, Rushing Blossom neighborhood sounds delightful. <laughs> so 
that kind of covers all of the outer city districts of the Toshi Soto. So we also then, moving inwards, we have the Ekohike, or the inner city, made up of the Karada, Shisei, Kanjo, and Hito districts. They are also ruled by district governors, but also by the Sentaku Tribunal, who is a group of clan delegates, diplomats, monks, and so forth, that arbitrates between the city districts to make city decisions and judgments. They decide who enter the Forbidden City or not. So you you were talking about the Sentaku Tribunal. This is a a group of clan delegates, but uh, I just wanted to talk about that for a minute because it is considered, it's a good role-playing thing. So if you need access to someone who lives inside the Forbidden City, you have to get through this tribunal, which is notoriously pleased with their power, wanting to enhance their power, kind of competitive between them. In the Odesan Uchi source book, the council runs syndicates of crime. They kind of have their fingers on everything going on in the whole city. Um, and they kind of are the villains opposing the governors. So if you are working for a governor in a section of the city, then these are the the counter to them. This is a great group to have intrigues with around any reason you might want to get into the Forbidden City, anything you want to do as a city magistrate that your governor can't get done on yourself, you have to go and deal with these guys. So I just wanted to mention that these are like diplomats, monks, and their goal is to arbitrate between the city districts and make decisions about the whole city and judgments. So, you know, they're a good antagonist. So I wanted to highlight them a little bit. So the... Ekohike is surrounded by the Miwakukabe, or the Four Enchanted Walls. Now, these walls were originally built during the Great War with Fuleng that ended on the Day of Thunder, so that's in the first century in the, of the Isawa calendar. After the war, the clan split the responsibility of building the city. At this point, the Ekihoke was the whole city at this point, so the, those outer districts hadn't come about yet. The lion built the two gates through the Miwakukabe. The phoenix built the east wall, called Glory, by the Kanjo district. Stories say it summons the spirits of fallen ancestors to reinforce it and fight with the lion guarding the gates. Uh, the glory of those who fall defending, defending it adds to its strength. Uh, apparently, literally, the glory who fall, the glory score of, of characters who fall defending it add to its kind of base hit points. The crane built the south wall by the Chisei district. Uh, no one quite knows what it does, but it is believed to have something to do with being trapped inside mirrors, which seems very crane to me. That's a bit of a mystery. The crab built the west wall by the Karada district. Ended up being a permanent tomb of a Shadowlands army that the Kuni trapped within it, but it's not otherwise magical, although I'd hope it's quite magical to keep that Shadowlands army trapped in there. The Kidin, who had not yet become the, the Unicorn Clan, they built the North Wall by the Hito district. It was broken once. It's mostly hollow, riddled with traps, dead ends, and murder galleries, so may well have been an inspiration for the Caillou Wall. It is also enchanted, but no one quite knows what 
in what way? And the Scorpion built the Imperial Palace itself under the condition that any who worked on the building or designing the Imperial Palace lived there for the rest of their lives. Each wall then has these special enchantments and magics, and they've been used on and off over the years. There is a special covenant with the Emperor regarding the South Wall, which is that crane crane wall that no one knows what it does. Um, it's never been used, and its abilities are unknown. But there's always has to be an Asahina on hand in the capital as the keeper of the wall. Uh, of the wall, and these magic walls and what they can do from having an oni army inside them, all kinds of things, is another great place you can have a campaign. So we did a, a significant adventure involved with getting through the South Wall during the Scorpion Clan coup to get out of the Forbidden City and, you know, to get outside of the Echo of the Echo Hike into Otisanuji during the, the Scorpion Clan coup with our, our very important message. And then later on, we had to get into the city during the Day of Thunder through the path that we found to get out. So this is basically, of course, nobody can pass the Great Walls except your adventuring parties using a great adventure. <laughs> in, in much the same way that, 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 that almost no Togashi monks leave the monastery, except all the player characters. <laughs> right. No one can get through here, except player characters. But yeah, that's, that's why we play the game, so that's, that's cool. And I think each of those walls have their own interesting aspects to them for precisely that reason. Mm -hmm. So so those walls are a big part, point for an especially epic style um, adventure. And uh, you, there's all kinds of reasons why you have to bypass the gate and might have to face whatever challenges that might might have. So within the Echo Hike, you are going to find embassies for all the major and minor clans. There is the Sorrows Fall which is a waterfall named for an idealistic young Ikoma, Ayamari, who fled the capital with documents detailing the mistakes of previous emperors and fell to her death. I'm sure completely natural causes there. <laughs> yeah, that, that would be, I mean, like, how big, how, <laughs> how big, how big a, uh, a backpack are you going to have to take for the mistakes of previous emperors? Anyway. All of this is for adventures for PCs to go on. So that yeah. could that backpack could be out there somewhere. The waterfall is entirely made of the scrolls. It's not actually a cliff face. No, it's it's literally all the scrolls of all the mistakes made by previous emperors. <laughs> uh, you have the temple to the seven fortunes, which is going to be a tourist attraction. I'm pretty sure that should be pretty. That'll be on your list of things you have to you know. Seven things you need to see if you're in Otsunuchi. Together with the Sepun Hill and the Temple of the Kami, because that is obviously where the Kami first made footfall on the world of mortals. So that's going to be a very special place for everyone. There are the water gardens. And of course, there's the Forbidden City itself. Which nobody knows anything about because Scorpion won't tell. <laughs> so, so hopefully that gave you just some environmental ideas for working in Otis on Uchi. I kind of hope that this stuff 
we talked about here does get uh, translated into some sort of version for new 5R. I don't know what they'll keep, but until they do, hopefully you can think of some adventures and so on, just, just from the environment of the Echo Hite, Hike and the uh, Toshisoto. I have played several games in Orosanuchi of different kinds, some in the outer, some in the, some in the inner. Um, I had a game that started out in the, I, I ran a game that started out in the Imperial Palace. Um, it's, it's a great environment for stories and, uh, you should feel free to make it your own. Let's see. But we should move on to mechanics. There isn't much. <laughs> there isn't a whole lot. <laughs> uh, mechanics is, so, there is an urban region Ronin. So one of the environments, the in Path of Waves, the schools are separated. In, instead of basically families for Ronin, they are separated by the region that the Ronin come from. Yeah. And one of those regions are urban regions, which would be a city Ronin, a city originating Ronin. So if you are a urban region Ronin, you start out with an air of plus one and a commerce plus one. And those are perfectly logical considering the environment you came from. Uh, you start out with a, a glory of 20, which is similar to the other kinds of Ronin. You do start out with an awareness of politics, merchants, the layout of the city, understanding of crime, the justice system, poverty, and you have associates that have traveled all over the place, all around the world, because everybody comes through cities at one point or another, and if they are drifting through your city, you've met them and you, you know them. And you know about how trade and crime work in Rokugan. So it's a good background for that worldly wise kind of a Ronin. So if you're running adventures in a city or in Otosanuchi specifically, there are all sorts of kind of classic tropes to to bring out. Um, like a good one is running across the rooftops and having sword fights on the rooftops and leaping from from building to building because they're generally very closely packed. Except the streets can be quite wide. Involve fairly high uh, athletics rolls. All sorts of things to use with your momentum rolls and athletics rolls, and maybe your enemy will slow down if you're if you're taunting them, and all that kind of stuff. And do you know the city layout better than the person you're chasing? Very very iconic. So mechanically, you might want to do this with a series of athletic rolls of different kinds to talk about running through the rooftops and be working towards a momentum total. So your opponent is making uh, making rolls and trying to accumulate successes, just like you would do an, an intrigue, but you're not intriguing. Um, though maybe you could gain some momentum if you distract them with a, sh with a shuji or something like that. Um, so it would work like an intrigue, but not a typical intrigue like we normally think of, you know, persuading someone. This is a, but it still would work like an intrigue. There's also, you can attempt to enter the Forbidden City, like we, like we talked about, um, with a secret message. Uh, let's say you have to get a secret message from somebody to a high imperial official. Uh, you have an intrigue to convince the Sentaku Tribunal or whichever group is in charge of maintaining the propriety 
of the upper class districts. So other cities might not have a forbidden city inside, but maybe they have a noble hill wherein the high nobility live away from the riffraff. And you have to persuade your way to be allowed to go to the noble hill to take a secret message for someone. There are, there are absolutely always gatekeepers. Always, always, always. And they aren't just the door guards. <laughs> um, so some people on this group might, or of those who want you in, might want you to come in, and some may not. And, you know, even just because of what you're carrying. So, so you can have a full-blown intrigue or even more complicated scenario uh, just to get a message through. Yeah, if you happen to, for example, want to get a message through to, oh, I don't know, the uh, head of the Scorpion Clan who's currently under Imperial, let's, let's, let's call it, um, he's currently a guest of the Imperials. <laughs> the dragon are looking after him for right now. Yeah, definitely need to get a, a message to him. A slightly different sort of adventure is when some distraught parents come up to you and their child has somehow fallen through a stormwater gate or a a a hole opened up un, under a under a basement or in a street or something and now they're somehow have fallen into the tunnels underneath the city and you look like fine adventurers could you possibly go find them this child please because uh yeah we don't know what's under there i mean obviously you're a samurai and and they can't do it you, you, they don't have any weapons or <laughs> you know, ability to do it, you're, you're, you're supposed to help them and, and, and save their lost child. Especially if you're a magistrate and stuff, that, that is the kind of thing you're meant to be doing, is looking after small children, stuff right. like that. Or even just a ronin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So another thing that you can do, and this is good if you're a magistrate, is you could end up having to broker peace between feuding neighborhoods. So not every two neighborhoods within a district get along well, and you know, things like who has access to the nearest well and who's allowed to go through which alley in order to get there, they can and and did in real life end up coming to fights between neighborhoods about things. And you have to make peace between these neighborhoods without just killing everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Which would, you know, it's another possible adventure for someone who's not a magistrate but is a you know lowly ronin who just happens to live nearby or live there and you know you want peace you don't, you don't want people fighting around where you live so uh, i guess i'm gonna have to deal with this try not to bring in the authorities because that's just going to make everything bad for everybody and uh, it is an interesting setup because unlike say if you're off in a village somewhere you you do have the looming presence outside of your little area. So these two neighborhoods, you know, you don't want it to get too fraught because then outsiders will come in and that just adds a whole other dynamic to dealing with the situation, which I think is in a similar vein, there could be a local street gang extorting money from the shopkeepers which you could approach from, we are magistrates, obviously we crack down on that sort of thing. But it could also just as easily be, we are a bunch of penniless ronin who happen to live in a series of row houses and the the local merchants are going, please help us. These, the, these, they're extorting us for 
more than we can handle. Or we'll, or you're just passing through, and we'll pay you if you deal with these guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I, I think those are adventures that could be run at a bunch of different levels for a bunch of different campaigns. Absolutely. Even even an adventuring party going through, you're samurai. If you seem accessible, you can do. Th- you will be asked to do things. And in situations like this, uh, talking about samurai and their egos, you can end up in a duel to first blood uh, between two people who have just bumped into each other in the street. You bumped into me. You weren't looking where you were going. You touched my sword. You should have gotten out of my way. And uh, I'm going to duel you. Now, often sake is involved if it's not a, a formal duel. But there is no reason that you, if you are, if things are getting a little draggy and you want to fight, there's no reason you couldn't just have a street duel right there to usually to first blood or some something like that. Now, in New 5R, first blood is pretty dang deadly. You know, there are other other ways to run that fight that's not quite so deadly. But you're supposed to be hot-blooded samurai, or there at least are supposed to exist hot-blooded samurai who are uh, who will take the fact that you bumped into them as a grave insult and you know, want to take care of it. <laughs> Other things that might be going on, there might be smugglers. Well, there are smugglers. Let's, let's, be, let's be clear about this. <laughs> there are smugglers. Uh, but you, you may be motivated for various reasons. Again, if you're a magistrate or if you're just a lowly run-in or in the passing by, maybe you need to trace those smugglers to their lair. If you're a magistrate, well, that's what you should be doing. But maybe these particular smugglers are bringing in something that's really bad for your neighborhood. And so that's why you're you're checking with them. Maybe you need to trace the smugglers because you need them to smuggle something for you. Mm-hmm. Another possibility. Right. They're not going to – if they are smugglers, they're not going to be doing it openly in the street with a sign. So you have to find them in order to get them to do something for you, like ship something into or out of the city without the guards seeing, which can happen all the time and can happen for very legitimate reasons. Let's say the city is being run by – somebody bad or your whole district is being run by somebody bad and you need to get a witness or someone who has been victimized out to safety you need a you need a smuggler to get them out for you you could imagine playing in the time of the still chrysanthemum hante the 16th and he was not a nice person at all so you could well be Getting people out who you know are, were, are perfectly lovely people, but the emperor is currently very, very bad, and that's why you're needing to get some illegitimate people to get that person out. Loads of possibilities. Mm-hmm. Also, uh, something you can do is you can end up having to exorcise a haunted basement or a haunted house or a haunted neighborhood. Um, if a murder went on a generation before that ghost could have been um, released and walking around. Uh, Like if there was a, let's let's just say there was a murder, the body is somewhere under the city uh, because it was never found, it was hidden. And a, a small earthquake or something ended up shattering the place where the spirit was at rest. Now suddenly you have a murder, a generation or many generations later, wandering in the neighborhood, trying to figure out how to rest. 
because they have never properly been, um, you know, given rest by the monks. There you go. Super natural. Uh, the main important thing is to find out find out which of the NPCs has the haunted disadvantage and making sure that they spend their XP to get rid of it. <laughs> there you go. Done. <laughs> if only it were that simple. And um, I think finally, and another thing you could be doing is eliminating a tainted source of opium in the city or or other such illicit substances. So it's like, even if you kind of tolerate a bit of underhanded stuff, there comes a point where, no, 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 that's, we're going too far here. This is something we're going to have to deal with. Like if, if it's got opium and that's potentially, you know, causing actual, you know, it's killing people. Yeah. So this one is from like Roni Kenshin. You know, if you watch, if you read the Magna or watch the, the plot, they have a, they have a, a storyline early on in the series that has, um, bad opium as being something that uh, the protagonists need to get rid of. And that's a perfect setup for for this kind of storyline. So please, if you have more adventure ideas for cities, uh, share them on the Discord. Share them um, with us on courtgamespod.com. I think that city games are the easiest to run long-term games within one area because so much is going on. It's not necessary. We'll talk about other kinds of environments and how to run long-term games in other kinds of environments and short-term games. But yeah, there's no reason you should lose the opportunity to go to a city and not have at least a couple of adventures while you're there because they're cool. And it's a good way of, of having multiple clan games that are, I mean... City Magistrates is a very obvious one for having multiple clans. But honestly, given a city, you're going to have multiple clans all cheek by jowl. It's relatively easy to have people who just meet up because they're friends and stuff happens while they've met up. And that's why you're running a multiple clan game and you don't have to come up with anything particularly special because it's not like you have to, well, why is this lion up in Dragonlands given the current political situation. No, no, well, it's a city. Everyone's living next to one another. So long as, you know, you're not particularly told not to, you can go have tea with people and then, oh no, a thing. So we've kind of talked about the city of Odesan Uchi. We have talked about urban region Ronins. Uh, we have talked about a number of adventure ideas that hopefully you can think about ways to incorporate them as part of your campaigns or even potentially build a whole campaign around. Um, and we've, you know, there are some different kinds of campaigns there from Ronin to magistrates to, you know, just mixed clan people who are samurai who are working there for any number of reasons, wanting to take care of their, their neighborhoods and, uh, and, uh, serve their lords in a city environment. But uh, if there is anything else that you have ideas in terms of city campaigns or adventures or anything else that you want to know about cities, you know, Ryoko Wari is a, is a big, is a big, big city that also has a box set from first edition, uh, very different from Odasan Uchi, a little less epic and a little more swarmy. <laughs> Okay, a lot more swarmy. A little more hive of scum and villainy. 
Yes. <laughs> um, so we could potentially, you know, talk about that if you want, or you can go seek seek out that in the uh, uh, in the various play stores, or um, you know, borrow a copy from someone. Yeah. Anyway, but that's it for this this week. We're going to give a call out to our sister podcasts and patrons. We're going to start with our Court Games Network. We're including our Legend of the Five Rings LCG podcast, our Live from Tokyo podcast called Tokyo of the Five Rings, and our two actual play role-playing podcasts, Crimson Gold Agonies and Fortune and Strife. And we'd also like to give a shout-out to our friends at D20 Radio. D20 Radio is a network that has a number of role-playing game-related podcasts. So whatever you're into, you will find it at D20 Radio. <laughs> our content is funded by the Community Discord Patreon, which also supports our, our editing costs, as well as our website, which is currently undergoing a major revamp. The uh, FFG forums are closing at the end of the month, possibly by the time you listen to this podcast. Um, so we encourage everybody to go check out uh, our website and add your stuff. Uh, try checking out and using our forums at courtgamespod.com. Um, on the website, you can also see summaries of our podcasts. There's a lot of RPG tools and more. And for our patrons, we have some special bonus content on our Patreon site, uh, Adventure Seeds, and early access to our AP podcasts and other things as we think of them. Online, you can find us at our website at courtgamespod.com, on Twitter at twitter.com slash courtgamespod, and on Patreon at patreon.com slash courtgames. But that's it for us this week. This is Kakita Kaori. May the fortunes favor you. And I've been Korva. And until we meet again, keep your jade handy. Radio, where gamers roll.